0: Welcome back, everybody, and thanks for tuning in. I'm Dave Barfield. And I'm Josiah Jones. And this is the Christ Community Podcast. We are so glad you're here. We hope our show will encourage, challenge, and uplift you with the gospel of Jesus Christ. In today's episode, we talk about the world around us, discuss the latest sermon, read some scripture, and as always, we'll spend time praying for you. So let's get to it. Hello, 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 all of you out there in listener land. Greetings to you on this fine day that the Lord has made. Great show planned for you today, and uh, most importantly, after a whirlwind of activity, our pastor Josiah Jones is back on the podcast, chomping at the bit to get back here. Great to have you back, Josiah. How's it going? (laughs) It's going very well. It's great to be back,
1: Dave. It seems like it has been, uh, holy smokes, like a year. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I
0: think so. I think this this is your first... Uh, show of the year. Maybe, right? Yeah. I think so. Wow. It's been a long time. It has been a long time. Well, we missed you, but glad to have you back. And uh, I know you had some unexpected twists and turns at the beginning of your year, but I'm glad that you're uh, back in the swing of things and hope everything is uh, is going well. You know, a few weeks ago, you had the opportunity to go to Disney World. And <laughs> I just, I have to ask, tell us, what was the best part and what was the worst part? About the happiest place on earth. Yes. Tell us. Well, the,
1: the, It'll be our secret. Yeah. Okay, okay. Us. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> well, the best and the worst are, are related, so okay. the best part, it's a lot of fun stuff to do. Okay. Um, of course, yeah. you know, for me, after a busy uh, season of ministry right. with the holidays, it wasn't exactly relaxing, which is what I tend to prefer. Sure. Uh, um, but, what parent doesn't yeah yeah, <laughs> but it was a lot of fun to yeah. see kids and Jen have fun and I had fun too sure so um it 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 was a lot of fun so that was the best part uh <clears throat> the worst part is that at the happiest place on earth there are lots of moments where um uh, there isn't happiness <laughs> <laughs> there's real life at the happiest yeah. place on the happiest <clears throat> place on earth that's impossible in fact sometimes. So it turns out to be a really wonderful discipleship moment mm. when, you know, you spend hours and tons of money, we won't talk about that, um, <laughs> for kids to have a great time. Sure, and then sure. one thing they can't have, you know, you yeah. get, after all day at the park and then you go uh, home and you can't swim at the pool, it's like, oh, it's the worst thing it ever. It is the worst. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Yes. So it was. That was that was the worst teachable <laughs> moment. Yeah, the worst. But it was a discipleship moment. I was talking to Jen about it. She said we didn't come to Disney World for discipleship. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we did. It's oh, always a discipleship yes. moment. But so we started going through the Beatitudes, um, and and our key, our code word was the Greek word for happy or blessed, "makarios." So. Macaria. So, so we started talking about how if we are not happy and content oh, in Jesus, you're poor
0: children, yes,
1: <laughs> if no, we're not content in Jesus, right. then right. whatever, uh, then we'll never be content. The yes. more you have, the more you want. And so um, that, by the way, so it was a really good discipleship moment. And when we, and and it, we saw. Very mm-hmm. positive impact yeah. too in our time there, and when we came back, we we've started with the uh, right now media. We started a, a series for our family devotion in Philippians that's done mm-hmm. by uh, the uh, the uh, that's um, the Veggie guy Veggie guy, right? And it's amazing because Philippians is all about it's joy, yeah. And so we're seeing God work, but it was it it was a helpful reminder. Cool. Our contentment and joy has to be in Jesus. Yeah. Or you can we be We take ourselves too with us yeah. wherever we go. Yeah. Even... Or you can be at the happiest place on earth and be miserable. Yes. So.
0: Good well, there soon. you go folks. There you have it. The most Macarius place on earth, Disney <laughs> World. So, uh, that I'm sure that's very tempting now for all the parents uh-huh. to take their kids there, but I'm glad you had a good yeah. time and glad that it was a teachable moment and uh jumping back into uh, life here at Christ Community Church, very busy time. We're, we've got, like you said, the Right Now Media subscription up and going, a lot of people joining and utilizing that, which has been great to see. Sermon series going on, we're planning Easter already, so really hit the ground running when you got back.
1: Yes, and that's that's just a lot of the things that are up front. There are things happening behind sure. the scenes, um, doing some strategic planning and things that great. we're trusting um, will... Uh, will enable us to continue to pursue the advancement of Christ's kingdom, His mission, and so we'll be able to talk about that more in the future. So lots of really good things happening, um,
0: even in the midst of uh, lots of crazy things happening in the world. Yeah, as always is the case. It's always a mixed bag, because... God is always up to something, as we talk about often around here. So anyway, people didn't tune in to hear about Disney, they tuned in to hear (laughs) a little bit about God's Word. So um, we need to get to the sermon from this last Sunday, and so I want you to give us a rundown of that. But first, uh, bring us up to to speed on the sermon series. Where are we? What's going on? Stuff like that.
1: Yes, so at the beginning of Advent, we started a series... Uh, in the Gospel of John, behold his glory. And the way that I pictured it, the first 18 verses, you know, scholars refer to that as the prologue, mm-hmm. uh, but I've described it as the trailer to the blockbuster mm-hmm. uh, movie of the life of Jesus. And right. in the trailer, John's wepe, we, wetting our appetite, and he's saying, um, you need to behold Jesus' glory. Uh, and w- we said at the beginning, and I've repeated it at different times that the engine of our hearts were made to run on glory, to be captivated by something that mm-hmm. is truly great and glorious and uh, so uh, um, and and th- that that which our hearts are made to run on is the uh, pure high octane glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the problem is. So often our hearts are gripped by lesser glories, and we miss that greater uh, uh, glory. And so, uh, not last week, but the week before, when we jumped into the movie itself, Mm -hmm. into the account of Jesus' life, John uh, begins with uh, John the Baptist, whose uh, passionate message is, you need to see Jesus, Jesus is better. Mm -hmm. And so... That's where we launched, and then just last week, mm-hmm. so to bring us to where we were last right. week, uh, we were in uh, John chapter one verses thirty uh, five through fifty one where okay, if Jesus is better how how do people come to to see that mm-hmm. uh, how do people and and what we saw is it's not enough to hear about Jesus, we need to come. And see mm. for ourselves, mm-hmm. and and to discover the truth of Jesus <laughs> that um, draws us in, that satisfies, that saves. We need to come and see for ourselves. So this is both a, a reminder of how God has worked in our hearts, but also an encouragement uh, for us as we want to see people come to know and trust in Jesus, mm-hmm. to be satisfied in Him. Uh, we saw in that passage how Jesus reveals himself to earnest seekers, to honest skeptics. He's Mm -hmm. able to overcome, uh, and so uh, uh, what we need and what they need is to come and see, to see Jesus, to be exposed to Jesus Mm -hmm. as he's revealed um, in the gospel.
0: That's awesome. And so obviously not overlooking the fact that people still have to hear the good news, right? There is that crucial element of, uh, you know, as Paul says uh, in Romans 10, um, how shall they hear without someone preaching? Yes. How shall they preach without someone sent? How beautiful are the feet of those that share the gospel of peace? So there's that crucial element still in place that people need to come and see. However, the God-ordained means to do that is that people tell, tell the message of Jesus Christ. In fact, it's interesting that you
1: mentioned that, somebody uh, approached me after the service and and pointed out rightly that the reason that Andrew mm-hmm. was earnestly seeking is because he had heard the message proclaimed, behold the Lamb of God. Right. And so yes, God works through he- the hearing of the message and actually uh, 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 um, to, to, uh, to draw us, and he works then to stir within us. So this is the The fuller picture, the the Spirit of God works to stir within us that desire to seek Him, mm-hmm. and so to see Him and come to know Him for ourselves.
0: Right. That's right. Amen. And God is working all of these things, often behind the scenes, drawing people using various yeah. voices and, and uh, means to draw one person um, to Himself. I like to say that God can do more than walk and chew gum at the same time. Yes. Because He's always doing all <laughs> these <laughs> things, right? We might yes. be telling one person... About Jesus, yet they may have heard it six other times from someone yeah. else. They may have seen uh, a billboard that had a, a something about Jesus or Christmas or something. And God is orchestrating all these things to bring yes. His chosen people to Himself, which is just awesome to think about. Yes. And
1: the encouragement says so the weight's not us. We have mm-hmm. a responsibility to invite people to come and see yeah. and to tell them about Jesus. Uh, but the, the way that God works, it's surprising. I uh, There was a story that I uh, thought about telling, but I was already long as it was. So, but of this <laughs> pastor, this British pastor, um, uh, uh, he tells the story of, uh, of the church member who brings a friend to hear uh, and to see Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and on that occasion, the pastor was preaching... Uh, On this kind of obscure text in the Old Testament, and he focused a ton on the history. And so this Hmm. Christian was bored stiff Mm -hmm. by this, uh, what seemed like a historical detail. And and she was kind of ticked off, just thinking, I brought, I took a risk, and I brought my friend. ah." So her friend had to leave right away after the service, so she comes to the pastor later and says... How could you do this? I brought my friend, and oh, this was the worst. So she runs into her friend later, and her friend says, "You know well, that was the most fascinating mm-hmm. message. uh, is it all right if I come back again <laughs> i'm I'm a history buff, and I know. never realized that Christianity gives so much attention mm-hmm. to history. This is fascinating, so that friend <laughs> returned kept returning until uh, a few months later she uh, was converted awesome. to Christ but the point is Jesus knows what we right. we need he orchestrates
0: things the, the the pressure is not on us yeah um, and for the pessimist so... that could, or, or for a cynic that could that mm-hmm. could push us into well then why bother if Jesus is going to do it but for a joy-filled Christian, it's, how awesome is this? I get to do this too. Yes. I get to be a part of this. What a joy that I get to tell others about this treasure yes. that, uh, that I've sold everything for to go to go claim. So uh, there's kind of a heart disposition there. You know, we could t- kind of take that negative, why bother? Yeah. Or, hey, this is cool. It's not, I can't blow this. Jesus yes. has this. He's got it. <laughs> yes. And
1: yeah. that's and that's what we do find in in, yeah. in John telling Andrew, Andrew... Being thrilled, saying, "Hey, we found the Messiah!" That's the more we see mm-hmm. Jesus for who He is, yeah. the more it's uh, this new, it's it's joy to mm-hmm. say, "Hey, you've got
0: to come and see." Mm-hmm. That's you've awesome. Got to come and see. And and speaking of of kind of that that I don't know negative attitude that I mentioned, um, it's not that Jesus can't handle that either, because in in your sermon you you said that. Uh, I'm paraphrasing, but the Messiah handles all of our doubts, skepticism, and concerns, uh, which is a great truth. But sometimes, I I think in all honesty, we we try to hide those very things from Jesus. We don't want to talk to Him about our doubts. We don't want to admit that we might be skeptical about something about Jesus. Um, And so we try to, like, clean it up and (laughs) go to the woodshed on our own and try and fix these things— in order to make him happy, uh, whether for the first time before coming to him, or countless times since we've come to him as, as yeah. his children. Um, but that doesn't make sense. I mean, why do—if why do, Jesus died to and is a, a valid Messiah that can handle doubts, fears, skepticism, whatever, then why would we try to hide those very things?
1: That's absolutely right. And, and also, that's part of John's point in showing how Jesus responds— to Nathaniel, different than we would, so we might say, "What is your problem, Nathaniel?" So Jesus
0: should rebuke him, but Jesus commends him for being honest. I like to think there's a little chuckle in Jesus' voice too. Yeah, you know, he's like laughing at Nathaniel's sarcasm. <laughs> you know, like, is anything good coming out of Nazareth? And <laughs> Jesus probably chuckles. And <laughs> I don't know. That's that's my creative <laughs> imagination.
1: But. There, in doing so, there is an indirect kind of rebuke for what many of the religious people are doing. They're before Jesus, oh, yeah, you're great, we know that you're a wonderful teacher, you know you have all this wisdom, but inwardly, they're hiding uh, their skepticism, mm-hmm. their cynicism, mm-hmm. and all of that, and Jesus calls them hypocrites and rebukes them. Mm-hmm. But here's someone who's open about, like, can anything good really? come from Nazareth? Yeah. I'm serious, that doesn't make any sense to me. And Jesus says, I'm glad that you're honest. Yeah. That's that's John's way of saying, be honest mm-hmm. <laughs> with Jesus. Hmm. Your 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 questions, um, Jesus is is happy to to uh, open our eyes and to speak to our questions, but we need to be honest about them first.
0: Yeah, and it, it reminded me of going back to the Garden of Eden. It's not like um, we're not cut from the same cloth of Adam and Eve. I mean, if you think about what did they do. Immediately after falling, when they heard God approaching, they sewed together fig leaves to cover where they really were, to cover their yes. reality. Um, and it doesn't seem like they're, we're that much different. You know, Jesus, He knows all this stuff anyway. Yeah. He knows that we don't trust Him like we should, which is why elsewhere we see in the, in the Gospels um, uh, someone saying, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Th- yes. th- these are genuine prayers that are okay. Yes. <laughs> they're real.
1: Yes. And and so, that's an invitation to us mm-hmm. to to be that way. And I'll tell you, not only does Jesus commend it, but I th- I have observed. Sometimes we think, for the sake of outsiders, we need to, pre- to pretend like we have no questions or concerns mm. or doubts. But but it it can be a powerful um, a, a witness, actually, to to soften. Uh, the mm-hmm. hearts and minds mm-hmm. of people when they hear honesty, mm-hmm. because okay, this is someone who's who's real and who is wrestling through these things. Maybe I could do that as,
0: as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's awesome. I mean, if you think back to the Old Testament, and we're going to make get maybe a little theological here, but in the Old Testament, there's this idea of covenant faithfulness. It doesn't mean covenant perfection. It doesn't mean that you uh, there was no. Um, a system in place for when you did mess up. Often we think back that you had to have perfect allegiance and obedience all the time. Obviously, God has that requirement, but He has a means for when we're not perfect, which is all the time. And he that does. means to the the means is Jesus. Like it has yes. the, it has the, the system has the fail safe built in, you know, because He knew we're made of dust. He does require perfection because that's why He gave Jesus, uh, but it's on our behalf because He knew we were going to fail. So He gave us the the remedy inside of the system itself, and I was encouraged thinking about that recently, looking back at the Old Testament. You know, I kind of whitewash it, thinking, oh, they were required to have this perfection, and in the absolute sense, they were, which is why Jesus had to come. Um, but in reality, or in the on the earthly sense, the dusty sense. God knew they were going to fail, and he knew that there, was, there needed to be a system in place to deal with their failures that ultimately pointed to Jesus, who was going to take away their failures once and for all. And so it's not like God is some ogre up there, you know, just a miser, just checking boxes, oh, you failed again, you failed again. He's saying, no, I have a heart of love, I'm going after you, I want to, I'm going to put in place a system that keeps showing you Jesus, and then eventually I'm going to give you Jesus, and then I'm going to give the whole world Jesus. You know, he's constantly a giving, giving uh, loving Father. Well, I've been encouraged by John so far, and uh, I'm sure all our listeners have as well, and look forward to what God has in store for us in the weeks to come. I do too. Next up, we want to spend a few moments in God's Word. The Word of God shapes us, it builds us up, helps us in ways that we don't even realize, and that's because it reveals Jesus to us. So let's listen to it together. Josiah, what passage will you be reading for us today? Dave, let's spend
1: time focusing our hearts on what Jesus came into this world to do. We're going to read from 1 John chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. Mm-hmm. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we looked upon and have touched with our hands, concerning the word of life,
0: Thanks be to God. What stands out to you today from that text, Josiah? Well, Dave, the the primary thing
1: that stands out to me is, uh, first of all, John is talking, uh, reminding us that uh, he, Jesus, the things that were recorded earlier in his gospel, now epistle, these are things that he was an eyewitness to.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, he could, he heard with his own mm-hmm. ears. He touched him with his own hand. He Mm -hmm. saw with his own eyes. Mm -hmm. So he saw Jesus, the Lord of glory in the flesh. Mm -hmm. And yet, what he's saying is, because of that, he had real fellowship with God through Christ. But the wonder of what he's proclaiming is, you, Dave, you, Josiah, who've not seen him Mm -hmm. through the witness that we have given, by the power of the Holy Spirit, can enjoy the same benefits, the same fellowship with God, the Mm -hmm. same fellowship with um, other believers Mm -hmm. through the gospel, through the record, uh, through the testimony that's been given. So here is, uh, 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 we can behold Jesus' glory as He's revealed uh, in the gospel and enjoy this same Fellowship. Mm. Uh, It is a marvelous, Mm -hmm. marvelous
0: privilege. Yeah, it really is. And it's, um, I love how John kind of hints at, um, uh, hints that he already knows our objections, right? I mean, there are. Uh, right at the beginning we've touched we've heard we've seen like as you mentioned because he knew we would say yeah but did you really see him did you really yeah. hear him did you really touch him like you know like that's our heart that's our bent we're prone to that skepticism that yeah. doubt but john over and over again over and over again these things i've written so that you may believe right i mean this is yeah. his heartbeat so that you may know so that you may believe And that's what John is doing both here in in, in this epistle and then also in the gospel. He's writing these things so that we may believe that Jesus did in fact come, and he did what he said he was going to do, and now he's sitting at the right hand of the Father. Um, So, yeah, I love how John heads us off at the pass (laughs) by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, Uh, which to me doesn't mean that he's trying to uh, outflank us and outwit us. He's saying, I know how you are. Yes. And and I have a sense, and I'm reading between the lines, but John's like, I'm the same way, <laughs> you know? I'm the same way, because I'm human. I, I have doubts and fears as well. So, And he shows
1: in that that uh, the Christian faith has no interest in a useful myth. Mm-hmm. This is right. true. If it's not true, don't believe it.
0: Yeah, This is true. Mm-hmm. I've
1: seen with my own eyes touch with my own hands. That's why I'm willing to lay everything down because uh, of what's true. You can know that. You can enjoy the same fellowship in the truth that's been revealed
0: in Jesus. Yeah. Amen. As we close, we want to spend time praying for you. We believe that God works through prayer. So, Josiah, why don't you go first, and then I'll close. Gladly, Dave. Let's pray. Father, we thank
1: you that uh, you have revealed uh, yourself through your Son. We thank you that you have given in uh, us in Jesus life and light. Uh, we thank you that uh, by the work of your Holy Spirit, you have opened our eyes to see him, Uh, to see that he is better. Uh, We thank you that though you have enabled us to come and trust in him, you yet uh, are patient with us as we struggle with uh, questions and doubts. Um, So, Lord, I pray that as we go deeper into the gospel to see you for who you are, uh, that you would help us to be honest where we're wrestling to be honest where we're struggling lord i pray that we would increasingly be a church where people who are different places spiritually uh, would feel welcome to come and see and to mm. to say the things like nathaniel says really you believe that stuff mm. um and that this would be a place where they would not uh, where they they could be embraced and uh, we, where we could express appreciation for honestly honesty about uh, their questions, um, Lord, and I pray that uh, that we who are Christians would be encouraged to deal honestly with our questions, to model um, before a world uh, what it looks like to trust in uh, your grace and uh, in your uh, delight to to uh, meet us where we are, and to reveal uh, more of Yourself to us. So, Lord, I pray that that would be happening as we are in uh, this series of John. I pray as well that You'd be stirring hearts. We might invite others to come and see, whether it's to uh, to come to a worship service, trusting in You, how You work in Your providence, uh, or to come to Uh, a Bible study, or an engaged group, Lord, I pray that we would increasingly uh, have the expectation that you are pursuing people, that when we invite them to come and see, just as you had been pursuing Nathaniel before he ever recognized it, so there are many in our midst, friends, neighbors, families, who you are pursuing and preparing their hearts as we invite them to come and see for you to reveal yourself to them. Lord, we want uh, many to see uh, the the heavens opened and to see uh, the the connection that Jesus has made between heaven and earth uh, through his own perfect life and death and resurrection. Lord, use us to see many come to know you and experience life in you, in Jesus'
0: name. And Father, uh, just thinking how gracious and merciful you were to not leave us um, in our state um, with Adam and Eve, where we would be constantly hiding behind fig leaves, instead you um, made a way for us to come into your presence without shame, without guilt, without fear, um, through the work of your beloved Son. And so we just give you praise for that today. We take uh, uh, great confidence and uh, draw energy from the fact that you love us and gave us your Son. And um, it seems too good to be true, but it's so necessarily true that we give you right. praise for it uh, this afternoon. Lord, we pray, as Josiah did, that people would feel welcome at Christ Community Church, that it would be a safe place for hurting people and that the gospel would be uh, proclaimed in a way that is winsome and welcoming and not standoffish, but that people would feel your love for them uh, through your um, chosen people here. So we love you, and we commit um, our church to you. We commit this upcoming season to you as we make plans for Easter and Good Friday and beyond, um, that you would work in people's hearts, in our own hearts, and draw many to yourself, and that we would look back on 2021 and say, that was significant. God really did something. So we commit it to you and ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you all for listening. If you've enjoyed this, we invite you to share it with family and friends. To learn more about our church, visit us online at christcommunitycarmel.org. And if you're in the Indianapolis area, we'd love to have you visit with us on a Sunday morning. And join us again next week for the Christ Community Podcast. Until then, the peace of Christ be with you. And also with you. Amen. And God bless.